Welcome to A Sparkling Vintage Life, where we talk about all things vintage and celebrate the grace and charm of an earlier era. I'm your host, Jennifer Leo, and this is episode number 19 of the podcast. I'm sorry I've been away for a couple of weeks. I've been fighting quite a bad summer cold. You might still hear it in my voice a little, but I'm well on the way to being mended. Summer colds always feel like a bit of an insult. We sort of expect to get colds in the depths of winter, but in summer when the sun's out and the weather's warm, we want to be out doing things, and getting a cold seems particularly out of place. It's been an extra hot summer in many parts of the U.S. and the Northern Hemisphere, so I thought I'd talk today about some good old-fashioned methods for keeping cool. Of course, we have air conditioning nowadays, sometimes more than we want. But did you know that widespread air conditioning has been available for less than 100 years? In some areas, considerably less. And some of us don't like to depend on air conditioning if we can help it. So here are some tips I've found in my research of old books and magazines of ways our ancestors beat the heat. You get a head start if you've designed your very home to help you stay cool. This is understandably more common in the steamy south than anywhere else to uh, design the architecture of your home to beat the heat. Traditional southern porches are shady and cool. We talked about porches a couple of episodes ago. If you want your porch to be a refuge in hot weather... You'll want a deep eave or a roof, preferably near shady trees. You'll also want high ceilings in your home because heat rises. And you want to ventilate with tall windows and wide, airy hallways. Of course, very few of us can actually design our homes to stay cool. (laughs) Nor would we want to if we live in a climate, as I do, that's only hot a few weeks out of the year at most. There are plenty of temporary things you can do to cool down your home. Turn off lights and electric appliances you aren't using. Roll up the heavy rugs and replace heavy curtains with lighter ones, maybe muslin or cotton. Close the blinds to darken the room. You can also dampen the curtains to cool the breeze as it passes through. You'll have to keep dampening them, though, because they do dry out. Cover dark and heavy furniture with lightweight slipcovers. Put away decorative objects and clutter, especially if you have heavy oil paintings in gilt frames or something that looks very um, very heavy and dark. Maybe put out some watercolors of beaches and boating scenes. And move things off the tables and put them away temporarily. Clear, smooth surfaces feel cooler than busy ones. However, put out some plants and ferns that cast shadow and shade. The Edwardians were big fans of ferns. Place a bowl of ice in front of an electric fan. That's a time-tested way to stay cool without air conditioning. When it comes to sleeping on hot nights, that's a real challenge. 
Nothing's worse than tossing and turning in a hot bed. Replace your sheets with cotton sheets if you don't have them already. And on really hot nights, put the sheets in the freezer before putting them on the bed. You can also spritz them with linen rinse water or a linen spray, especially one scented with lavender or orange blossom. Those will help you sleep better. When it comes to your own self, before you crawl in those cotton sheets, take a shower or a bath. Of course, if it's hot out, cool showers and baths feel great. But also consider taking a hot shower or a hot bath because it's kind of counterintuitive, but when you get out of the bath, your skin cools down and you start to feel comparatively cooler. That may help you fall asleep. You can scent your bath with Epsom salts, herbs, dried flowers, milk, or essential oils. Run your wrists under cold water throughout the day or place a cold, wet cloth on the back of your neck. When you run cold water on your pulse points, it helps you feel cooler. After you've washed your face, uh, put some witch hazel or other toner on a cotton ball and run it over your skin. Don't use talcum powder because um, it's not good for your health. But a good replacement is cornstarch, or an even better one, I find, is arrowroot powder. It's very, very fine and feels cooling as it goes on the skin. Use it all over your body after you've just stepped out of the bath and dried off. Another good thing to carry with you as you go about the day is blotter paper. Um, this used to come looking like almost a little matchbook, and you'd open it up and there'd be a pad of blotter paper inside. I know there's a couple Japanese companies that still make them, and if you look, you should be able to find them. And they're great for blotting up perspiration and oil without disturbing your makeup too much. Whether you use moisturizer or not in hot weather kind of depends on the climate where you live. If you live where it's very humid, you may want to skip it altogether or maybe just use it in areas that really need it, like around your eyes. But if you live in a drier climate, you'll definitely want to use moisturizer. Another tip is to put your skincare products in the fridge, and that way when you put them on, they feel cool. Another tip I ran across was to put your metal jewelry in the fridge or the freezer before you put it on. I haven't tried that one, but it seems to make sense and make it feel cool as it goes on. As far as your hair goes, if you've got thick, heavy hair like mine, do pin it up and get it off your neck. Having it around your neck is like wearing a wool scarf. Also avoid blow drying or using curling irons or other um, appliances that generate heat or try using them just at night so you don't get unnecessarily heated up. When it comes to what you wear, skirts are a lot cooler than pants in hot weather and loose-legged pants are cooler than tight ones. Loose clothing in general is cooler than tight clothing. 
and lighter colors and natural fabrics that breathe feel better against the skin on hot days. Sandals and strappy shoes are better to wear than heavy ones. Most of my friends really, really like flip-flops. Those aren't enough support for me, but I see the uh, attraction. Other accessories you might want to choose on a hot day are a brimmed hat to keep the sun off your face, sunglasses, and the old-fashioned paper fans that women used to carry all the time. They still come in handy now and then. When it comes to what you put in your body, you want to hydrate regularly. And water is best for this, just clear, cool, fresh water. Of course, you can cut up fruit in the water if you want to make it a little more interesting. Eat lightly. Lots of salads and fruits and vegetables, which is probably what's going to sound most appealing to your appetite in hot weather anyway. Avoid salt, alcohol, caffeine, and fatty foods, all of which can um, either constrict your blood vessels or just take a lot of energy to digest when you're already feeling kind of hot and sluggish. Another tip for how to keep cool without air conditioning is to read cold books. And by that I mean books with lots of descriptions of winter. One that pops into my head is Winter Solstice by Rosamond Pilcher. I love that one and it takes place in winter and has lots of delicious descriptions of winter weather. Um, Dr. Zhivago is another classic with lots of winter scenes, or Jack London's Call of the Wild, or some of your favorite Christmas stories, which have little match girls freezing in the cold. Might make you feel a little colder, too, in sympathy. And my final tip for how to thrive in hot weather is to try to keep a serene and calm schedule versus a frenetic one that has you running around. Move slowly and gracefully rather than darting from here to there. Unless, of course, you're exercising on purpose and working up a sweat, in which case, go for it. How about you? What are some of your favorite time-tested ways to beat the heat? You can let me know in the comments at sparklingvintagelife.com forward slash podcast under episode 19. And while you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter. So you'll always be notified when there's a new episode. And I'll be back in a moment with today's grace note. Today's grace note is sea breeze astringent. <laughs> How many of you out there remember good old sea breeze? I was addicted to this stuff when I was a teenager and had terribly oily and acne-prone skin. But as an adult, I'd moved on to different products as my skin became less oily and more, as they say, mature. <laughs> I still like to use it as an after-bath splash, though, and it worked the same as witch hazel or um, rubbing alcohol, but it smelled much nicer. Um, it has a very heavy 
uh, menthol scent, which is a fragrance I happen to like. What I didn't know was that the original Seabreeze formula that I'd known and loved, which had been around since, I think, 1908 as a remedy for cuts and scrapes, had been discontinued. Apparently, it was considered too strong. It actually stung people. (laughs) Wimps. Well, the good news for me, anyway, is that the original formula of Seabreeze is now back on the market. So if you shop for Seabreeze now, you'll have your choice of the original formula or a sensitive skin formula. Seabreeze is not a sponsor of this show, and I don't get anything for recommending it. Nor am I a dermatologist, nor a medical professional of any type, so be forewarned. I just remember liking it a lot, especially in hot weather. And I thought you might too, since we're talking about ways to beat the heat. Just keep in mind that Seabreeze is very strong in the original formula, and if your skin tends to react badly to alcohol-based products, you'll probably want to steer clear. For you, I recommend sticking with the good old-fashioned witch hazel. And that's our show for today. Tune in again next time when I'll be discussing another aspect of A Sparkling Vintage Life.